So uh, welcome to the Film Connection. The Film Connection is presented by Easton Community Access Television. And today we are talking about the 102nd Film Festival, which takes place on October 27th at Oaks Ames Memorial Hall in Northeastern Massachusetts. Uh, with me today is Kyle Griffiths. He's a filmmaker from Wales, and his film Dear Dad is part of the program. Uh, very excited to have uh, Kyle with us. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah, uh, So I thought uh, we could get the ball rolling a little bit by uh, by you telling telling me telling us uh, about your creative creative journey. Um, um, so in, in England and Wales, a lot of uh, people, when they want to be a filmmaker, they study um, in their high school and uh, college before they take on their studies further to university. So I initially did a, a subject called media studies in high school, which is more just film theory and learning all the special words and stuff like that. Um, and I didn't really get to play much with cameras or anything technical. Um, but I but I, t I took advantage of it during one of the exams piece and I made a, a music video um, against the wishes of my teacher because she hadn't taught me anything. But um, that's sort of like where I got the drive because I got a crew together and stuff and like micromanaged like this whole video. Um, then I moved on to college where that's where I learned how to use cameras and um, all about dramas, advertising. Um, documentaries where I got to, it was a very good uh, stepping stones of practicing and uh, the last three years I studied at the University of West of England which is um, also called uh, UE Film mm -hmm. and uh, one of my graduate films was Dear Dad which uh, got amongst the uh, classes and got the highest mark possible so went really well um, when you uh, when you say you went to to, uh, grew, did you grow up in Wales or, uh, or? Um, so I'm um, an army brat which is uh, so my father was in the um, the army mm -hmm. so I moved all around the country um, set spending six months to a year at a place until about the age of nine and as you imagine my schooling was failing quite a bit because I was learning the same as everyone else um, so we decided to move to we decided to go back to Wales where I was originally born um, to basically like, focus on my studies. So mm -hmm. I spent about 10 years in Wales until I, was, until I was 18, and I came back to England to do my studies in Bristol. Yeah. And, and what is, uh, you know, I don't know if there's a short way to, to, to say this, but, you know, what is the, the film scene or the film culture like uh, where you are? Um, very diverse. There's people from all over the world uh, I hear in the industry. Um, a lot of the students I come across were um, all from countries like Spain, um, Lithuania. Like there's some, and then they create and they create some really interesting films that us as British filmmakers wouldn't even think about making. Mm -hmm. so. Um, so why don't we talk a little bit about the film that's in the show, um, Dear Dad? Um, you know, this is obviously a. a short film festival but that yeah. doesn't by any stretch mean that that the that a film doesn't have a lasting and lingering impact um and certainly i think this film did uh for our viewers uh 
right. or people that will be seeing the show. So I don't know, maybe talk a little bit about uh, about this film, uh, maybe where it, where it came from and, and the process of, of getting it made. Okay, so um, during the first half of my third year, we had two modules, two projects to make. One was our um, production one, which is our big studio production, which had a massive crew. And the other one was called um, Specialist Practice, which was your own special short, like your own film or piece, like whatever you want to do to do with your specialism. Mine was video editing, ended up being directing once I changed my idea, which was Dear Dad. But initially, I was going to edit a charity video for the for the module mm-hmm. um but during abduction um pitches um i was pitching one of my friends was but the night before i just had this um i was walking home from the gym like really angry and i just wanted to write some something to someone like i was just like i got pride on the adrenaline or whatever and i just thought about the relationship i currently had with my father and um i just realized that nothing i was saying was ever getting through to him so I thought it'd be a good idea to make a film, use the talent, um, the skills I have gathered the last few years, and might try and make something constructive and like something that might open some doors for that relationship. Mm-hmm. So I started and penning it, and then changed my idea for that module. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what, what, is, what was it like, uh, you know, to sort of express yourself that way through the film? Um, it was, it, it definitely um helped put my like put some things into perspective because like I was just kind of just angry and it's like all of it was in like a fuzz and to be able to like actually write down the things I'm upset about and how I want to move past this or how I feel you've wronged me this is why sort of thing mm-hmm. and it, I don't know it felt, it felt the, the least angry and the least like just fl- throwing dirt to the, to, to the wall but like actually something constructive and proper mm-hmm. but so tell me a little bit more about uh, the process of creating uh, the film Dear Dad. It is such a short format, uh, and there's a lot to be said, um, you know, for a, a story like this. So um, how did it come together? Well, I had the, you know, the, the shot list and the spoken letter written talk during that production one um, pitches. I um, just wrote it while listening to everyone's short films. And so I knew initially my biggest hurdle was find a child actor, um, especially at the age I wanted, which was seven or eight. Which, um, again, with all the adult themes, I was worried most people say no to it. Um, initially, I contacted a place called the ITV Workshop, which is um, ITV's a channel, one of the big channels in Britain. And in Bristol, they have um, like a workshop for, child, um, for child actors to like, like from the ages of like five to 18 where they train and learn how to act and things like that and a lot of um a few years ago on another film i did um they were very helpful and they let they that had their actors work for free um student projects and stuff so they could learn how to act to camera and stuff but um they have they had a bit more rules and it's a lot a lot harder to to get in contact with them um for some reason at that time so one of my lecturers suggested going on a website called mandy kids which um had a load of um, child actors on and all I had to do was write a post of my short film with um, like a brief and basically explain what the film's about, what the characters mean and stuff. And I got floods and floods of emails from all over the country like kids asking if they could audition, like their parents obviously being they're like the ones in charge of their, their account messaging me. 
And uh, one lady called, uh, in, in my called Lauren, who was actually from an area near me. So she was, she was local. And she, um, her uh, boy, Charlie, looked uh, the perfect for the role. Um, looked like a bit like me when I was younger, and like he had the right build, and so I um, agreed to to meet them just to like get to know him a bit, and uh, they were they're wonderful. He's um he's worked he recently um started in a play called uh, um play obviously um Bang Bang in um, Bristol, really big high profile musical, which is mm-hmm. really really exciting. But um, the way it worked was um I had to pay them a certain amount. A day, like, but she went for the minimum way. That's how many kids you got to pay to, to use them for your films. But she was really, really nice about it and um, didn't let, let me be out, too out of pocket. She knew that I was a student. Okay, so um, we sh- the shoot was over two days. Um, the first day, we were, we were working the child actor, we um, recorded the voiceover with the child in the morning. And in the afternoon, we shot the football scene at a golf at, at, a, at a local golf course. Um, and then on the second day, we we spent spent the morning shooting in the studio, and in the afternoon we did the um, housing. Um, so there wasn't two long days for the child either. Uh-huh. Um, the first day shoot um, recording the voiceover was was really difficult because um, obviously the eight year old's not going to know anything about what the what the story's about. He's why he was saying a lot of the things he was saying. Um, we had to record it in little bits because obviously you couldn't read all that at once. Um, an interesting part that happened was um, he couldn't understand why the dad was horrible, but he was playing football with him because mm-hmm. he obviously had a really nice home life. And he, so I, he made interestingly a good collaborative process with a little kid was he said, it must be a dream. And this is when we we're in dreamland, like dreamland, which is really, really sweet huh. of him trying to like understand the subject for himself. Uh, yeah, that was, um, so it was, um, a lot of the, the performance was made in my um, audio edit. Um, which I feel like when you're listening to, you won't even be able to tell that this that the child actor couldn't read it all through. No, no, you're right. I wouldn't have. That's a little Easter egg. Um. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Um, it was done. So the the project was uh, created over four weeks. Really, well, really free. But there was a little. There was a week of me getting all the, all the locations and and the actors sorted. And um, I, I kind of had a I, I kind of had a picture edit done about. The next day after that, after the shoot, there was a lot of finessing, and we um, the original um, score we had just felt didn't really add anything to it. So I had to go in and go. I went to um, I, was, I was recommended by um, by um, someone called, called, called Will, to, um, who then added all that sound effects and kind of brought it brought the piece up a lot more in like his terms of um, like going from a from a really good short like shooting short film to something a, a lot more. I felt with um, his sound effect, like his soundscape, it was, it was an interesting process because um, initially it was going to be created for um, a 90-second film festival called Depict down in, down in Bristol. Yeah, um, yeah. My, my original cut was 90 seconds, but um, the film didn't work anymore because there was no, like, pauses. There was kind of, the, the pace was all wrong because it was kind of like trying to hurry itself to finish. Mm-hmm. So I had to fight with my like lecturers to tell them that I, it's all well and good that you want me to submit to this festival, but this film isn't for that anymore because it just doesn't work that cut to that to that like um, length. Mm-hmm. So, huh. so now it's sorry. Oh no, no, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, so it's um, it ended up being it, it was only like four seconds over ninety seconds, but like it needed that four seconds extra. 
I, I did want it to be 90 because I wanted to obviously submit it to that festival because I think it would have done well. But you know, right. don't want to I don't want to ruin the film for it. <laughs> right, right. Well, that integrity is really important, and uh, you know, and and the film feels very complete. You know, yeah. and the pacing as as it is, you know, and the release at the end is a you know really, you know, very measured but very very important. Uh, I can see where you would struggle with that. Yeah, because we were also wanting, because um, obviously, the, the, so the film was finished about Christmas time. Mm-hmm. We finished it in just just before December, and uh, my plan was to reshoot the ending in January to um, put myself in this place of the adult, um, with me doing the ending voiceover. Yeah, I kind of decided that the project was finished. And I didn't want to go back and change it when it had been released online with another actor's performance and his voice. You know, I wanted to tie it in, an, in a nice butter in hindsight to use myself to kind of explain to the audience it was a true, like, truish story. But, you know, I decided the performance I was there was good and that the film shouldn't be altered past it now because it's, it's been posted online. It's for people to see sort of thing. Uh, what was the... How was the film received? Uh, it was received um, really, really well. The, um, so the film got... Um, Really good um, reaction from shooters and peers, getting people crying in the in the audience. So a few friends knew a bit more of the background, and some people were just kind of just shocked by the, the nature. Mm-hmm. Silent member of the class, like uh, I was technically good, and I could, and I was good to rely on, but I wasn't really outspoken or really. No one really knew me as well than my friendship group, mm-hmm. so it kind of opened a few doors and wanted me to start work on on their projects more, which was nice. And um, it also also got reached out by um, some charities and stuff that my mum had contacts with who wanted to use the film to play for um, abuse. Mm-hmm. So they're like talks and stuff, which is, which is nice. Well, it sounds like where you are, uh, where you're studying, where you're making film uh, has uh, voices and visions from, from all over the place. Um are there any places that you, um, you may, whether from making Dear Dad or, or from some of your uh, current projects that you're you're drawing uh, inspiration from? It's probably um, other uh, short films I've been watching at festivals and um, my my peers, like um, the whole spoken letter film came from. Um, I remember the name of it um, from seeing something during my second year of uni from another um, student. And the idea for that, that's a really short form, interesting way of getting your um, story and narrative across. Because mm-hmm. with a student project, you've got to be really, really reliant on your actors. And most of the time, you're going to be getting students as well. And they might not be able to do the material the way you want them to do it. And it's, it's different making student films to normal to, to industry films. So I find the idea of actually not having any actors speak on camera and just have a voiceover helps, helps kind of um, get rid of that stigma a bit. Yeah, yeah, and I, I certainly, I think with 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 Dear Dad too, it, it sort of, um, you know, it's kind of arresting to just sort of see the faces um, of the characters and soak in the words uh, of the of the narration. Um. So, um, 
are you actively working on any any films uh, or projects? Um, so at the moment, I recently got employed by a sports filming company um, in, here in Bristol. So I'm currently a camera operator, editor, visual effects employee of a sports film company that do a lot of uh, football videos and um, a lot of, um, they got a, a project at the moment called Raw, which is like short documentaries on sports personalities and stuff. So mm-hmm. one of the stuff I'm into at the moment. Okay. Um, um, so I've got a few projects I've finished uh, towards the end of uni, which had some success in festivals in the UK. So I've had some other creative things. Yeah. So are you, are you paying attention or, uh, or following or any other festivals, uh, any other festivals you find that um, are, you know, kind of rich for, rich for content? One, um, one that's really good that's um, here in Bristol is called the Encounters Film Festival. Um, that does have international films as well, but it's very, there's a lot of British films, um, and our uh, university's got a good relationship with them, so a few of our films are selected um, by them, including um, one that I edited called The Eel. And that, that was one that's been one I've gone to um, every year since starting uni and living in Bristol. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to attend this year's because I was working, but it's definitely one I um, shout about when it comes to seeing diverse and like interesting films. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... Let's see. I, I I did have on my on my list to talk about the idea of of short films as a, as a global movement, um, at least in terms of the work that we've done with this one hundred second film festival. Um, you know, we've really found that it's a format. You know, work that's sixty seconds or a hundred seconds. Uh, you know, work really can come from all over the world, and really. Um, gives a voice to to all sorts of perspectives. Um, I know if you have, uh, you know, do you feel like, uh, have you considered the way that oh, a work like Dear Dad, you know, because of its format, because it packs such a such an emotional punch in, in such a short period of time, can can really be, ex- uh, you know, accessible um, or expressed all all over the world. I guess is there something yeah, universal? I guess I'm sorry. I guess was I was wondering. You know, are, is there something universal about creating short film? Um, um, definitely. If you look on the Facebook or any sort of these minute to ninety second films, I watched every single day. Um, people, most of the, the the public have a really short attention span when it comes to looking at videos on their phone. So something that like 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 dear dads or something in similar subject matter that can grab their attention in such a short time frame can have a really good effect, positive and serious effect on people. Like I've seen a lot of a lot of stuff on my on my social media. That is like make cause it it normally takes about three seconds for you to properly engage in something like that. Mm. So something online like in video form and if it can grab you like that. And you must be doing something right. So I do think short film is a very important tool. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, well um, I'm, I'm really honored to be able to, to share this film with our, with our audience. Um, ha, has it been in any festivals in, 
is it yeah i guess that's the question has it has the work shown in in any other festivals so it's only actually had one of the screen oh yeah it's had um two uh two proper screenings so one was a part of the my university film screening that was at a cinema where it's one of the few films to be selected to be shown to like uh all the all the uh famous people in the industry in Britain, bristol which include um, people from the bbc got to see my film um then it was also screened in a little short film festival in bristol as well but this one wasn't as high profile it was actually more just um to play in front of a bigger short film. So like um, a few films played before the premiere of a short film. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was exciting to have it. But I mean, it hasn't had too much luck. I don't know. Most of the festivals I submitted to, I think are after longer, longer videos. Okay. So I've been to, I've been to quite a lot of, I'm, I'm, there's um, a London micro short film festival I'm waiting to hear back from um, this month, but I'm hoping. I get good news from, but mm-hmm. most most places haven't really taken it. I've just yeah, just like, just rejected it. I think because of how short it is, it's not what those festivals are after. Mm-hmm. So something like this festival, it's amazing that it got got accepted and it's the perfect place for it. So I'm really happy for it to be being shown. All right, yes, uh, and like I said, we're 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 thrilled to be able to to share this work uh, w- with our audience. I think it's uh, you know just a just a wonderful um, you know intense I guess in, intense might be an accurate uh, accurate word uh, for this film. Um, so if people are listening and they are in the uh, sort of New England Massachusetts area, definitely check out uh, Kyle's film Dear Dad amongst uh, about sixty five other films from around the world at the 100 Second Film Festival. Again, that's on October 27th, 2018, here in Northeastern Massachusetts. Uh, tickets and more are at 100-seconds.org. Uh, this is presented by Easton Community Access Television. Uh, Kyle, thanks again for, for joining me. Uh, thank you for having me.